today, January 16th, and we got ourselves a good old-fashioned rivalry, giving us a new chapter with some familiar names, some new names. The players and the coaches change, but the teams stay the same. 49ers and Packers. You know, for teams that are not in each other's division, um, they really do have a legitimate rivalry, and it's because of how many times they bumped into each other during their great eras, especially going back to the late 90s where you could feel the Packers pulling that baton of greatness away a little bit from the 49ers, and there's so much history it's good to look back at it as we look forward to what is, without a doubt, I think going to be the game of the weekend coming up. Although, you know, Chiefs Bill sounds pretty good, too. We'll get to all that. But Wild Card Weekend is officially over. It's in the books. And we knew before it even came to its conclusion that we were going to get a new chapter and an old rivalry. We got 49ers and Packers. It's going to be the 10th postseason meeting between these two teams all time. The 49ers have won five of these nine meetings with the last two going to the 49ers in, in rather dramatic fashion. Of course, in the 2019 NFC title game, you had Raheem Mostert just run all over God's green earth and the Green Bay Packers in a huge win where, you know, everyone was laughing about how little Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball in that game. Well, why would you throw the ball in that game when you're running it down another team's throat every single time you run it? So uh, the other was the 2021 divisional round that was a slugfest at Lambeau, but for a blocked punt and a late Robbie Gold field goal. Maybe that would have gone the Packers' way, but the 49ers go in there and won. Look, Colin Kaepernick, you know, became such a bigger story than football could hold, right? I mean, it was it was a through-the-looking-glass moment for Colin Kaepernick when he found himself on the cover of Time magazine for taking the knee for the anthem. We almost forget how, for a moment, he really was about as state-of-the-art and exciting an up-and-coming football player as 49er fans had ever seen. Colin Kaepernick's 181 rushing yards in the final playoff game ever at the candle at uh, candlestick park happened against the green bay packers um then like i said you know you have peak packers coming in and taking the candy from the 49ers that they enjoyed when peak brett Favre what beat the the 49ers three out of his four playoff matchups i believe um the only time brett Favre ever lost to the 49ers ever in his history was the catch two Owens, 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 Owens. Again, there's been so much history in this playoff rivalry. Um, you got Aaron Rodgers going over four in his career against the 49ers. Obviously that's more than just the playoffs, but you know, you got two great franchises. You got two, Historic franchises, you have two gargantuan, passionate fan bases. You got all these coaching connections that probably date back even further than I'm going, but you can go back to Mike Holmgren, used to be a coach with the 49ers. And and you know, Mike McCarthy, before he left the 49ers to be hired by the Packers after he had a went nowhere fast season as this team's offensive coordinator, that was a shocking hire. 
he goes on to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay. And of course, now it's Kyle Shanahan and you've got one of his disciples, Matt LaFleur. I mean, there's just so much connecting these two teams throughout their history, throughout their present. This is football royalty. This is football royalty. Again, I'm not here to bash Levi Stadium, but God, this game should be at Candlestick. Games like this were meant for Candlestick, that beautiful cockeyed masterpiece of a stage where, again, not just Packers and Niners haven't just written their own histories in this rivalry. They've written football history through this rivalry. So it's a big one. And I'm looking forward to it, and I know all of you are too. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood today. Aren't you in a good mood today? You know why people are in a good mood today here in the, all over the Bay Area? It's because not only are the Niners set up and now officially set up pretty because the Cowboys and the Eagles are out, it's also the fact that the Cowboys and the Eagles are out. Whether that set up the 49ers pretty or not doesn't even matter. You can feel the, why don't you pipe down Philadelphia? From every corner of the world. Like, can't you can't you feel it? I can feel it. Why don't you pipe down Philadelphia? Why don't you understand that remaining humble throughout a football season is a really good way to go about a football season, you cocky sons of bitches. Take your big fat loss. That should be a tarmac game for, for Sirianni. Oh, that was gorgeous last night. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that fun? Didn't you enjoy that one? Again, I've pinned a couple tweets here from before the show even started. We got Michelle Haberman in a great mood. What a great day to be a 49er fan. Eagles, Rams, Cowboys all bounced. Yippee. Look at the path that that opens up for the Niners. We got our good friend at Uncle Boys saying, what's up to the brothers and sisters out there in the Palouse Army? And oh, by the way, let's shout out a young West Coast ghost who is home with a sick kid, usually is at work when he's watching. Now the West Coast ghost saddled with a sick kid. Uh, again, 24-year-old Damon, no sympathy for that. 34-year-old Damon, no sympathy for that. 44-year-old Damon. I didn't even, did I have kids when I was 44? Yeah, I had the first, yeah, I was, yeah. Okay, so I started developing sympathy for that. 48-year-old Damon, I got real sympathy for that. West Coast, hopefully everything is good. But uh, it is great to see so many people in here this morning. Look at how many happy people are here. Already got nearly 150 people in the room, and that is fantastic. Let's talk some football. This is a big football show today. I'm here to talk football today. We'll get to the Warriors at the very, very end of the show, but we're talking some football here. Got a great rivalry game, and the divisional weekend is now absolutely, it's set in stone. We got Texans-Ravens on Saturday, followed by Packers at the Niners, and then on Sunday, we got Bucks and Lions, Chiefs and Bills. And look, with all due respect to the teams that are still alive in the NFC, who have earned their right to be where they are, uh, nobody is definitely that much better than anybody. Everyone's kind of on even footing at this point. You got four teams fighting for one spot in the Super Bowl. But if I had told all of you before this year even started that the only thing the 49ers would need to do is to win two home games, one over the Green Bay Packers, and then the second home game will be either against the Detroit Lions or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
If I had tried to sell you that at the beginning of the season, you would have insisted on paying double the price I was asking to get things set up like that for the 49ers in a Super Bowl or bust season. If there was a Super Bowl or bust shadow hanging over the 49ers, it's not a shadow now. It's a full person standing over them. I mean, good God, they got to get to the Super Bowl now. There's just no excuses. I mean, look, the Packers are red hot, but the 49ers should be able to beat a younger version of themselves. And they should look an awful lot at that Raheem Mostert game to figure out a way to do it. It's time to run the ball down the Packers' throats. And man, the 49ers are built to be that and do that. The 49ers have already beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. That was a 27-14 win earlier this season. And look, the Detroit Lions, who we got a lot of love and respect for on this show. doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. The Detroit Lions had a very good season. They look like a very tough football team. They have absolutely taken on Dan Campbell's personality as their own. There's an awful lot I like and have a respectful fear of from the Detroit Lions. I also want you to know that Brock Purdy has more playoff victories in his career than the Lions have had in the last 60 seasons. So that should be a game that the 49ers can handle at home as well. The 49ers were the best team in football all year, arguably, by a lot of precincts, not just 49er media members and content creators, but people who did not have a dog in the fight were spending an awful lot of their year telling you how good the 49ers were. Vegas spent all of its year telling you how good the 49ers were by favoring them. And by the way, they're favored over the Green Bay Packers by 10 points. They're the best team left standing in the NFC, and it's not even fucking close if we're being honest about it, right? They're the best team left standing. They got the best coach. They got the most experience. They got the most stars. They got the most pro bowlers. They got an easy path in front of them. If they don't take advantage of this and, and, and end up in Las Vegas, shame on them. Seriously. I'm Mr. Hey, this is hard. You can't take anything for granted. That's what I do for a living. I talk cocky fans off their ledges all the time. I'm telling you, it's time to build up a little bit of cockiness if you're a 49er fan. They should be in the Super Bowl. What happens when you get there? Hey, it's an afternoon of football, and an afternoon of football can turn funny and ugly. We all know that. But this should be a Super Bowl season for the 49ers. No fucking excuses. I'm fired up. By the way, I got to the coffee a little late. It was piping hot right before the show started. Let's see how we're doing. Mm. Aha. Ah, still way too hot there. Way too hot. I don't know where sip of the day was being uh, handicapped this afternoon, but I bet you the over hits because that is just... That's got at least 10 minutes to think about being becoming the sip of the day, which is good because we got a lot of stuff still to get to here. So this run to a Super Bowl starts with the Packers. We insist upon it. That's the way it's going to go down. And look, the way that game needs to go down, it's simple. You run it down the Packers' throats. And then when you're running it down their throat, you run it again. And then you run it again. And then on third and long, you know what? Play action, if it's not set up, just fucking run it again. Just do it. 
Saw this from ESPN this morning. No team had more running running plays of 10 yards or more than San Francisco. 74 in the regular season. 74 explosive run plays for the 49ers this year. Meanwhile, the Packers are 29th in rushing yards against after first contact and 23rd in yards allowed per rush at 4.4. So, They're not great at the point of attack defensively against the rush. And you can run through these guys. You can run right through them. Again, 29th in rushing yards against after first contact. The 49ers are built to run through first contact. Massive doses of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and Jordan Mason, you got four guys who should just stay fresh and run all damn day long, and I don't care what jokes are being told about, well, you know, when the game is big, you get Kyle takes the ball out of his quarterback's hand. Maybe that won't be waiting for him the next time around. Maybe that won't be there in the NFC title game. But the best way to get to the NFC title game, since the Green Bay Packers are your divisional opponent, it's simple. You run to the NFC title game. Run there. And the 49ers are built to run there. Now, the Packers, look, they're going to take their shots. They are a shot-taken team, and they have hit their shots in the second half of the year, which is why they've closed like gangbusters. Tony Holtzman Escanero, who is an NFL senior researcher, had this. Jordan Love led the NFL with 17 passing touchdowns and 19 offensive touchdowns and 85 passing first downs on third and fourth down in the regular season. So on third and fourth down, the Packers aren't just looking to move chains. They're looking to score. They're looking to take shots on third and fourth down. You know, they, they, not a lot of teams are conservative on third and fourth down, but very few teams are as aggressive on third and fourth down as the Packers have been. Love has fied, just in the last game against the Cowboys, Love had five passing first downs, two passing touchdowns coming on third or fourth down in that wild card win over the Cowboys. So they got here by being aggressive. You know that they're going to stay aggressive. The 49ers just need to keep running the football all afternoon long and set up play action for Purdy to just hit one or two big throws. One or two big play action throws to Kittle, to Ayuk. Just feels like, you know, that wheel route to use check that no one's even on that that third of the field that he's on sometimes, that's going to be the backbreaker play. But the meat and potatoes is just run the football. I don't think the Packers can stop the Niners if that's what happens. Neither does Las Vegas. That's why the 49ers are a 10-point favorite in this game. Now, I think the Packers are coming in better than a 10-point underdog normally looks on paper. The Packers should, because they're young and just got this fresh feeling, it's all new and sort of ahead of schedule, they're playing with house money. There is more pressure on the Niners. But the Niners are built for the pressure of this moment. And they've been they've been studying hard for this test. And the Packers have basically handed them the answer key. If you run against us, we can't stop it. 
This has got to be one of those Kyle Shanahan, don't get too cute. Don't try to show everybody the full bouquet. Don't try to get everybody talking about what a great play caller you are and what mismatches that you can find in the passing game. Don't overly get goofy trying to show everybody how fast this car can go when all it needs to go is at running speed. If the 49ers run the ball 50 times against the Green Bay Packers, I'm guaranteeing victory. Guaranteeing it. They will have been in control of the ball all day long. They will be moving the chains, big time of possessions, long drives, keeping Jordan Love, who is the really the biggest Packer you got to fear, off the field, keep Matt LaFleur's playbook folded in a laminated card tucked into his waistband. Run the football. Have I made myself clear? Everyone understand what the mandate is going forward here? Against Green Bay Packers. Run, 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 run. Now I'm singing fish. By the way, announced a festival today in Delaware. I will not be going. Sounds fun though. Okay. Another, another interesting thing here that again. Forget about Damon. Well, you're biased because this is a team that you cover. Damon, you're biased because even though you don't root for teams you cover, you're selfishly rooting for the growth of your own channel, and nothing would help your channel grow quicker than if the 49ers reached the Super Bowl. So you're not looking at this from the same steady level evaluating point that you know you earned my trust in. Well, this isn't me. This is Seth Walder from ESPN, and he wrote this about the 49ers. San Francisco best boasts the best trait a Super Bowl hopeful can have. The number one offense, including the number one passing offense, and that's by a lot. The 49ers 0.16 expected points added per play is well ahead of the number two team that has already been eliminated. The Dolphins were at 0.12 expected points per play. Purdy is supported by an absurd set of playmakers in McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Oh, and don't forget about that defense with Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Chase Young rushing the passer. The 49ers have so many strengths that they don't even need them all to click to win. That's not me. That's not me. That is Seth Walder of ESPN. The 49ers have so many strengths, they don't even need to have all of their strengths firing to win. And when, this is me now, when all those strengths do fire at once, when it is an afternoon or evening of 49ers football, that's when shit gets ugly for the opponent. Ask the Dallas Cowboys, ask the Philadelphia Eagles how a everything is clicking Right now, in this moment, 49ers team looks to them. This is a really good football team. Beyond them being a really good football team, they have the most ideal, perfectly set up path to Las Vegas that they could possibly hope for. Like, if the criticism is going to be, well, it was an easy year for the Niners to reach the Super Bowl. Sure, fine, go ahead, level that criticism. I'm not even going to argue with you. This is set up to reach the Super Bowl, as good as it possibly could be. 
Packers at home, winner of Lions or Buccaneers at home. You cannot ask for a better path than that. Oh, this is set up for the Niners. This is set up for the Niners. So I'd be deeply appreciative if you'd consider hitting like. If you really want to take it a step further, you hit that subscribe button. I'll let you know that memberships are indeed available. We have some people to thank, our loyal plusers who are in this chat, making this the best, least toxic, best sports chat I think you're going to find anywhere in the world of sports. We got our man main man Ike over here dropping an oi, 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 and that's what he's dropping on us here in the show. In his free time, he drops delicious sandwiches on the world, and what a great sponsor I have in Ike. Ike, by the way, could create a path for yours truly to reach Las Vegas, something that Ike and I are talking about. We might be bunk buddies in Las Vegas. We'll send you pictures of us spooning. It's still just a little too hot, a little too hot for that sip of the day. But thanks so much to Ike's. Download that Ike's app. Start earning your way towards eating free sandwiches by eating sandwiches. They deliver. They've got nearly 100 locations, new location popping up in San Francisco that we can talk about soon. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to be doing shows from there. Lots of stuff coming up with yours truly and Brother Ike in 2024. Speaking of brothers, we got a brother and uncle boys. They sponsor a Friday segment, but I'm feeling like I want to just love my people today. So love you, uncle boys. I'm going to tell you right now, I love the way my knee feels. Thanks to Dr. Paul Hughes, who sponsors Post Game and Damon. And we'll, we, we will be live at that two-minute warning of 49ers and Packers right here on YouTube. I hope you plan on joining me on Saturday night. We'll go Saturday night live together at the two-minute warning. And Dr. Paul Hughes has me able to chase around my kids yesterday because my knee feels a lot better because of cellular replacement surgery, which allowed me to avoid invasive, what, knee replacement surgery? If you're interested, contact orthopedicsurgeries.com. His offices are in San Mateo. And I will tell you right now, you use the promo code HUNTER and you'll get 50% off the procedure which is no small beans. But that's how much he loves this channel, supporting me, and giving to you. That's what I'm talking about. God, we got great people over here. We got good things going over here. We truly do. Just past 2 million views. Don't hesitate, DB. Fuck Levi Stadium. See, Eddie, I'm not just, you know, it's it's the playoffs. You're not going to put anything bad in the air. Levi Stadium, I'm never going to like it. But boy, you want it to be good to the Niners this weekend. So we won't say anything negative about Levi Stadium. We all know what the truth is. Again, Michelle, in such a good mood today after last night's collapse. Damon, you got to get your uh, Philly boy on the show again. Guy needs to eat his words. The curse of Dom is the single biggest curse in sports right now. The curse of Dom is real, kids. Absolutely, it is real. So, we don't need to get on John Kincaid. <laughs> What's he going to say other than I was wrong? I mean, it's a stunning collapse. I mean, I didn't see that coming. From 10 and 1 to this? 
Again, Nick Sirianni, I don't think he's going to make it, kids. Oh, I totally forgot to tell you that if you'd like to be wagering on the divisional round, check out mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon when you sign up for that. So wildcard weekend is over. And we got ourselves, you know, one or two exciting games because they were close and everything else was kind of yuck, right? Um, Brett Coleman of the Film Room broke down wildcard weekend here. The average margin of victory for wildcard weekend was 17 points. And if you take out the Lions game, the average margin of victory goes to 20.2 points per game. Now, we did get a big upset of a two-seed, right? The Packers over the Cowboys. And three of the five wins did go to the underdog. But I'm just telling you, you know, even though in this small sample size, and I do hate the small sample size, but it's, you know, there's something to it. We didn't need bigger playoffs. We didn't. We didn't. And, and I you know, football doesn't need more playoffs. Now, of course, it wants more playoffs because it's more to sell. It's more to watch. It's more opportunity to do business. But again, is it better for the sport? Does it make the sport better? I don't think so. I don't think that we needed more. I don't know that three wild card games feels like a little bit too much. Only one team catching a bye. Maybe that's a little too little. Um, we, you know, I, I didn't like the expansion in baseball, but I got to admit it worked and then they overdid it. And now I think they've overdone baseball just a little. And what I fear more than anything else, because it's the most sacred sporting event in my entire year is the men's NCAA tournament. Like I want to pray to sports God every night that they're never going to expand that field of, it used to be 64, which was perfect, but then they had to push it to 68, all right, stop, but if that's what you insist on, that's fine. Can we stop it now? When I hear like, oh, what about a field of like 132? No. No. More might mean more money, but more isn't always better. Please don't do that. I don't think we need more playoffs. We need better playoffs. And I don't think more equals better. But again, I'm not thinking about this like a greedy bastard. I'm thinking about this like someone who wants the best football possible. By the way, I absolutely need to tell you about these two NFC East collapses. Because even though they're wildly different, they're kind of the same all at the same time. Just one was a slow burn and one happened all at once. The Cowboys' entire season fell apart in the first half of that Packers game. Their entire year, everything up to that point had been pretty damn good. Really. I mean, for everything to unravel as quickly as it did when your team never loses at home and to have it unravel to the point where you're down 27 to nothing at home, I mean, that was extreme. It happened all at once. I don't begrudge Dallas Cowboys fans walking out of that stadium feeling like they just got punched by Mike Tyson. What the hell was that? Like, I came here for a party. I, they, I got kicked in the groin. What the hell just happened? The Eagles, meanwhile, spent their last six, seven, eight weeks just getting kicked in the dick by everyone, including themselves. 
you could feel that team's internal finger pointing happening. Um, you know, you could feel the city of Philadelphia, who at 10 and 1 were talking about how Howie Roseman built an absolute beast and Sirianni was a darling and they loved him and they loved his cocksure attitude. Now they want him run out of town. They never want to see him again. It all fell apart. The entire script got flipped in its most dramatic way possible. It was something else. I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's got to go down as one of the all-time collapses. It really, really does. And you can say that the 49ers might have handed the league the, bullprint, the, 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 the blueprint for how to deal with the Eagles, but really, there's a truth that we ignored because they were 10-1, and one, and we totally just dismissed that they lost to the New York Jets. Let me tell you how football works, kids. You lose to the New York Jets, usually you suck. And that's the way it still goes. It's good to know that there's some things we can still believe in. You lose to the Jets, I bet you might suck at this. Their first loss was to the Jets. Everybody tried to dismiss it. Oh, it's an afternoon of football, you know, these things happen. We should have known right there. Eagles, lost to the Jets, frauds. We should have known it right there. Shame on us for not seeing it. We're there. Sip of the day. There it is. That was good. That took a, that took a while. I hope you had the over today. How about this? While I'm talking to you, we have not one, but two new members. Look at this. Who do we have here? Oh, no, excuse me. We have one new member. SF Indigo Co. Hello, SF Indigo Co. Oh, no, excuse me. We do have a second new member. I was right about it. Amy. Amy Nobrugia. Nobrugia? Nobrugia. Nobrugia? Either way, Amy. Welcome to the initiated... And thank you for your support and your monthly contribution. You will get stickers. You will get a fancy little badge. You will send me your money, but this does not give you power over me. I think Sports Bane is going to be addressing memberships soon. So it's a meeting that all members are going to want to attend. Only members will be able to see the full strength and might of Sports Bane. And the rest of you have been warned. You see, you just trained in the dark. We were born in it. <laughs> oh, man, the Packers are hitting more shots than the Warriors. Drew down. Give Drew, give Drew a rim shot. They really are. Oh, man. All right. We will uh, save here. We will save this, uh, the rest of your comments, for when we get into a little club plus a little bit later on. I did see one super chat come in, though, and I always want to acknowledge. Oh, how about this? Our man Yosarian. There he is. Jingle jangle. Just keep running. Just keep running. Absolutely. It's amazing how you can just change the word swimming to running and it applies to football, not just uh, not just finding Nemo. Like, look at the Yosarian again. 
Highest fucking Safeway. Anyone want anything? That's my guy. Look at, don't shop while you're high. Don't super chat while you're high unless you're super chatting over here. That's, uh, which Safeway are you at? Because boy, the options change dramatically depending on, on which, uh, on which Safeway you're in. Safeways come in true two flavors. Hey, this is a nice Safeway or lock the cars, kids. What do we got? Uh, someone thinks they found haircut Damon. No, 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 no. Just, just wet hair Damon. Got a haircut a while ago. It's good to have you back if you hadn't listened, uh, watched very much. But this is, yeah, I got a haircut before Christmas. Thanks for noticing. What else? What else we got here? I see one more super chat I want to make sure I acknowledge, and it's from my man Kevin Wood. Throwing five bucks in the ganja jar. Seven playoff teams is the perfect amount. Only change the NFL should make is adding a second bye week for every team during the season. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. That's not a bad idea. I think a second bye, especially if they're ever talking to go into 18 games, which is now you're just, that's too many. But it, yeah, I think that second bye week would be incredibly welcome guest right now. So I agree with that. Want to wrap up the Philadelphia Eagles season with this. Shut your mouths, Philadelphia. And you're losing one of the greatest Eagles of all time. And it is a shame. And you could see the tears in his eyes last night and the look on his face. And he didn't need to lean in and tell his teammates in the locker room. We didn't need the official report today that Jason Kelsey was retiring. His eyes did all the talking we needed last night. There was a grown man realizing that his career, his glorious career, his soon-to-be Hall of Fame career is coming to an end in unceremonious fashion in Tampa Bay. And it hurt him. You could see it. There was zero doubt that Jason Kelsey was going to announce his retirement formally today. That has happened. Six-time All-Pro, future Hall of Famer, one of the best offensive linemen ever, one of the maybe, I mean, we're arguing top three centers of all time. I mean, it's a short list, right? It's We're talking about Jim Otto. We're talking about Dermani Dawson. And we're talking about Jason Kelsey. He's one of the three greatest centers ever. As a matter of fact, ESPN had this um, after his 13 years, all with the Eagles, and that look that 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 city turns on their own faster than any other city in America. They will never turn on Jason Kelsey. Kelsey is a made man in Philadelphia forever, and that is almost bigger than being a Hall of Famer in terms of like sports recognition. If you can stay popular forever in Philadelphia, you were special with a capital S. That Swami outfit that he wore to the Eagles Super Bowl parade, oh, it was fantastic look. Um, he's the fifth center in NFL history with at least six All-Pro selections. The other four are Jim Otto, Bulldog Turner, Dermani Dawson, and Jim Ringo. And all four of them are in the Hall of Fame and will be joined by Jason Kelsey one day. A truly spectacular football player. Truly spectacular. 
He was the one eagle you couldn't help but just look at and go, that guy's awesome. Fletcher Cox is kind of that guy, too. I've always liked Fletcher Cox. The rest of that team, see ya. All right. New members, super chats coming in. I told you people were feeling good today. Told you people were feeling good today. We got Pro DJ Hurricane. Oh, no, Pro DJ Hurricane. There we go. I got it. We have to take Jordan Love serious. They're going to be at their best. And I I agree with you, but the Packers at their best shouldn't be able to stay in the same paragraph if the 49ers are at their best. The best of the Green Bay Packers cannot meet, nor can it equal the best of the 49ers. They're a really good team. That's a team to make a futures bet on, just like the Houston Texans. There's a team to make a futures bet on. Jordan Love is to be taken seriously. Like I said, he is going to stay aggressive. He is going to look to score, not just move the chains on third and fourth down. LaFleur is going to remain aggressive in his play calls. You got a team that's coming. And the way you shut down that team that's coming is to just run down their God-blessed throats all afternoon long. I mean, to the point where... If the 49ers really want to line this up and go for two, I'm not saying I don't trust Jake Moody. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if you want to go for two against the Eagles when you score touchdowns, I'm cool with that. That's how much the 49ers should run the ball all day long. Alberto Soto. Given the, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Whenever you get the Italian manja manja hand, you know shit's about to go down. Damon wants CNC and Eminem boys headlining the game. Irwin, you should want that too. You should want that too. Again, the uh, fish, fish festival's happening in Delaware. Rockin' New Air 84. Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> that is a funny scene from Wayne's World when they do the blue screen thing. Hey, we're in Delaware. Drew Down, look at great minds. Just, I'm in Delaware. Bamboo Soldier, just rocking a, uh, a cheers. Cheers to DB and all. We'll salute back to you, Bamboo Soldier. Roddy Richards over on Twitch saying the Warriors blowing that game last night. We'll get to the Warriors. Not yet. Not yet. Not right now. Debo wearing black Air Forces. Dude, the 49ers should dress in black from here on out. It should be everybody's funeral but them. They should be the last team standing. Certainly through the NFC playoffs. Look, there's going to be a good team waiting for him in the AFC, right? It's going to be, it feels like it's going to be the Chiefs, Ravens, or the Bills. None of those teams are just to be assumed easily beaten, but I do think the 49ers can beat all three of those teams. And I think that the 49ers, you know, if it's the Houston Texans there, 
Houston Texans are a very interesting football team, but they're not so interesting that they're going to beat the 49ers in the fucking Super Bowl. That can't happen. I'm feeling frisky today. We got like 260 people hanging out in the room here on a Tuesday. Everyone's feeling it. Everyone knows what the path is now. Everyone can see what's in front of the 49ers, and there's a lot of green grass there. Run to it. Going to borrow a, a phrase from Vince Lombardi, right? Run to daylight. Run to daylight. There's going to be an awful lot of daylight, and then once you run through a Green Bay Packer, you're going to find more daylight behind that guy. Run through that. Yak yards, yak yards, yards after catch, yards after contact, whatever you want to call it, baby. That is in play, and it works in the Niners' favor, and it is absolutely not working in the Packers' favor. Again, the thing that the Niners are the best at, the Packers are among the worst at. This team cannot slow down the Niners' run. This Packers team, as Brian Baldinger said this morning, has given up more than 200 rushing yards on three different occasions. Run the ball. Don't get cute. Win the game. Host the Lions or Buccaneers the next weekend. It's just that simple. Again, it's never that simple, but it's also just that simple. Uh, For those of you who have been rocking with me since the get-go, uh, again, I, I thank you so very, very much. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe. A notify. Ooh, that's that's really taking it a notch further. Again, memberships available. Always appreciate a super chat, but just a like and a subscribe. It's all I'm asking for. And I think I'll go ahead and I'll meet your expectations should you do either. You won't be embarrassed by either. How about that? If you've been liking and subscribing for a long time, if you've been rocking with me for a long time, If you've been seeing what's behind me for a long time, many of the t-shirts that I wear say Indiana. This pennant right here is from Indiana's one Rose Bowl appearance where O.J. Simpson and USC ran all over. Like every O.J. Simpson USC highlight that you watch comes from that Rose Bowl game against the Hoosiers. And Indiana football is, without a doubt, the football team that major football wipes its cleats off on. We are the worst major football program in America. Even as conference realignment is happening, Indiana remains on suck always, right? Well, let me give you a little as the college football world turns. As you know, with the disbandment of the Pac-12, I was looking to cheat on Indiana. I was looking to leave my wife, the Indiana Hoosiers, for a new trophy wife. And I wanted a trophy wife with big trophies because I'm sick and tired of not enjoying success on any Saturday I ever watch college football. So I'm going full on evil to the dark side. And I said this year that I'm really thinking about adopting USC because USC is coming to the Big Ten. I can't root for Ohio State or Michigan under any circumstances. Can't root for Penn State even though I got a little love for Penn State, even after everything they've done. I, I, I just love those, those uniforms. My real marriage to my real wife, 
who, if you've been rocking with me for a long time, you know her, you love her. Jillian is awesome. Jillian went to Cal. Jillian loves Cal. Jillian hates USC. And at the risk of becoming persona non grata in my own house, I was still, I was telling her, I was like, honey, I get... I get song girls. I get tickets to the Playboy Mansion. I, I get I, USC. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going full evil. And she's like, if you do this, there's going to be a problem. I'm like, I'm getting a USC helmet and I'm going to put it behind me. She's like, if you do that, there's going to be a problem. Well, USC had a very disappointing year, all things considered. And I just cannot trust a football team that doesn't play defense. I don't care how good Caleb Williams was. I just, I like USC, is, the closer I got to USC and falling in love with her and cheating on my wife, the Indiana Hoosiers, with the USC Trojans, and I was ready to go bare. I mean, I wasn't going to wear a Trojan. I was going to make sweet, sweet, sweet love to the USC Trojans. This year kind of fell apart, and I thought I'm the mush. Like the minute my the minute my affection might go to USC, look at what happens. Lincoln Riley, this is my fault. Even though no one on your team can tackle, which by the way, bring that shit to the Big Ten. You're about to be Minnesota. So even my next Big Ten team started to go in the wrong direction. The second I started rooting for it, and by the end of the year. I put down the USC Trojans kind of because, you know, Penix was at Washington and Kellen DeBoer, who was an offensive coordinator in Bloomington before he left to take the Fresno State job, before he left to take the Washington job. And now as the college football world turns, Kellen DeBoer leaves Washington for the Alabama job. Well, that means Jed Fish has left Arizona for the Washington job. And today it was announced that 50-year-old Brett Brennan, who had had some pretty good success at San Jose State, is leaving Sparty for the Arizona opening. And this leads me to wonder, is Brock Purdy's brother still going to San Jose State? Brock Purdy's brother, Chubba Purdy. I don't think that was his given name. It must be a nickname. But Brock Purdy's brother, Chubba Purdy, was looking at maybe going to Cal to kind of be around his brother. And then he just said, I'm going to San Jose State. But then San Jose State's coach just said, I'm going to Arizona. Because Arizona's coach said, I'm going to Washington. Because Washington's coach said, I'm going to Alabama. So it's going to be interesting to see if Chubba Purdy remains committed to San Jose State. I bring you that to give you a little bit of a local angle on all of this. Now I'm going to be selfish and bring it back to me. First of all, I like the fact that the Indiana Hoosiers hired a guy named Kurt Signetti, who is all over the transfer portal. Uh, he's already become a meme legend in Bloomington. Someone asked him, well, why do you think you're going to win here? And he said, because I win. Google me. And like the sunglasses drop down and the don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't, don't. Like, the, you know the meme, right? When the sunglasses come down and they give you the uh, don't forget about Dre. And look, this guy's a hell of a coach. He was 52-9 and nine at James Madison. He's bringing a plan with him. He's bringing a lot of portal with him. Let's see what happens. But I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to get to Indiana, and he's going to get skinned alive, and he's going to know what humble pie really takes, tastes like for the first time in his coaching career because having one good season at Indiana 
in football is next to impossible, much less like building a program. So this brings us back to Kellen DeBoer. Kellen DeBoer was Indiana's offensive coordinator in the best season Indiana football's had in my lifetime, basically. COVID was the greatest thing that ever happened to Indiana football. Indiana finished number 12 in the nation in 2020. That's when Michael Penix was at Indiana. That's when Kellen DeBoer was the offensive coordinator. And a guy named Kane Womack was the defensive coordinator that year for Tom Allen, who has since been fired by Indiana. He is now Penn State's new defensive coordinator. But anyways, Kane Womack did such a a good job that year in Bloomington that he had his profile raised where he became the next head coach at South Alabama, and he's been there ever since until Kellen DeBoer got hired at Alabama. He calls his old buddy, Kane Womack, up and says, you want to come to Tuscaloosa? Now, to go from a head coach back to defensive coordinator, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense unless, of course, you're asked to be the defensive coordinator at Alabama, which means if you have success there, hey, Kane Womack, guess what? Your next step is to a head coaching job in the SEC or the Big Ten. It is an easier step from Alabama's defensive coordinator to major, major head coach than it is from successful South Alabama head coach to major, major head coach. We all know that. Not only did Kellen DeBoer get his old buddy from his Indiana coaching team, four other former staff members from that 2020 Indiana football team are now with Kellen DeBoer in Tuscaloosa. And all of a sudden, Indiana football and former coaches and former staffers have become the lifeblood of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And as I was saying, I'm tired of not being happy on Saturdays, which is why I was flirting so hard with USC. I had no connections to Alabama until this week. I think you see where this is going. Folks, It just means more in the SEC. Roll Tide! Roll Tide, baby! I'm in! I'm in! Alabama, it's time. Let's get together. Let's fuck. Let's have kids. Let's start a family. Roll Tide! This is not going to sit well with some of you. It's like all of a sudden, I'm like, I I think I'm going to take up baseball. Who are you going to root for? The Yankees. I, I get it. But again, I've suffered... Nothing, nothing but suffering. Every Saturday since I graduated from Bloomington, every Saturday that I was in Bloomington, it it never worked. Suffering, suffering, suffering. My wife hates college football season because she knows I'm going to be miserable at the end of every single Indiana game, basically. Roll Tide! Roll Tide! Maybe it's time for me to just turn my back on the Big Ten and just forget about it. And if, if Signetti does anything at, 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 in Bloomington, that'll be great. Roll Tide. By the way, it's just like me to fall in love with Alabama the minute Nick Saban steps down. Again, the timing in my life has always been horrific. 
But there you go. Oh, by the way, um, Mick E says, hey, the Bills also lost to the Jets. All right, then, you know, they suck. Forget about the Bills then. Roll Tide. Indiana, now the lifeblood of Alabama football. Who would have ever had that on their bingo card? Come on. It's freaking amazing. Roll Tide. I'm serious. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I got to get an Alabama football helmet now and put it behind me, I think. I got to. I, I got to do it. I love the way they had the number on one side of the helmet. 69. We'll keep it real. I mean, come on. Roll Tide. Welcome to Amy. Welcome to SF Indigo Co. A new member of the initiated. Freaking love it. SF Indigo Co. Trey, what are you talking about? Trey, Trey, Trey Anastasio? Trey Lance? Is this a fish reference? I don't know. I can't scroll up any beyond that. I'm I missed I missed the rest. Might as well join the advertising train. What does SF Indigo Co. do? Or is is SF Indigo Co. Baron Red? Is that Baron Red? I don't know. I'm trying to start an artisan dyeing and textile business. That's what SF Indigo Co. is doing. Well, hey, if you're going to support me, I'm going to support you. Damon, do you think that um, Smiley Dan is with Yosarian at Safeway? Well, who keeps it more safe than Smiley Dan? So Safeway could absolutely be where he is. Again, SF Indigo knows. The safety meeting at Safeway. 82 Atlantic, as I'm talking about the Hoosiers, has to bring this up. Purdue is going to kick the crap out of the Hoosiers on Peacock tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Look at it this way. Indiana's getting 10 because the game's in Assembly Hall. I would, If I were betting on the game, I would take Indiana and the 10. But Purdue should win the game. Indiana's not very good. But it's a road game in the Big Ten, and that ain't easy. If Indiana's going to ball its fist and throw it at one team, it's going to be Purdue tonight on the Peacock. So, 82 Atlantic, see you tomorrow. Bring the same energy, baby. You don't hear me bragging about Indiana basketball this year. I, I wanted it to be a better year than it's been so far. Otis Bird says, look, man, last night, Jason Kelsey looked like he was done. I mean, it was written all over his face, right? You could feel, you could see the pain. You could see, <coughs> you could see a man realizing that he got to live his dream at the highest of levels and that the dream was over. And that always comes with pain Hopefully very little regret for Jason Kelsey. Again, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. But you could see it. You could absolutely see it. 
Wonder what that does to the tush push, right? What does that do to the tush push? Oh, here we go. A super chat from Ben Jamin, who said that failed tush push conversion was heartbreaking. Maybe that's where, where Kelsey knew it was up. But yeah, you don't see that tush push get stuffed very often, but it did get that. You know, here's the thing. When you got Vita Vea in the middle, it's tough to tush push against that dude. That's an awful lot of man to push. By the way, Paul's right. We're talking about great centers. Don't forget about Mike Webster. Never. Mike Webster was awesome. I just go to Dermani Dawson in my own mind. Chef A's talking about uh, great centers. Double zeros. Jim Otto. Always loved him. Poor guy. Had so many knee surgeries. Rap album says uh, NFL team shouldn't play more than 16 regular season games and college regular season shouldn't be more than 12. Look, I agree, but there is a beast that demands to be fed and the people demanding it are greedy. And let's be completely honest, even though Roger Goodell says that he's the commissioner and college football doesn't have a ordained, this one person is its commissioner, the commissioner's of both of these sports are not people, but networks and TV contracts. Those are the commissioners of football. Television contracts are football commissioners unto themselves. And it's gross. And yeah, there was a face mask on. All it takes is a brutal face mask to neutralize the tush push. I thought that the face mask came after the 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 progress of Hertz had been stopped. But yeah, they could have called a they could have called a face mask on that one. This guy says the Packers don't play like this consistently. They are hyped. The Niners are going to smack them in the mouth respectfully, of course. That's what I think. Look, the Packers are on a heater right now, and good for them. Shout them out. They, 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 got, they got nothing but the right to be very proud of what they've turned their season into. It should come to a screeching halt as the Niners run the ball down their throat. I like the Niners to cover the 10. I like the Niners to beat the Packers. I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be disrespectful. I'm not here to disrespect anybody. I've been watching the Chicago Bears get their asses kicked by the Green Bay Packers my whole goddamn life. I hate them. But I like Packers fans. Those are some good people. It's it's tough when you have when your arch rival has a great fan base. It's really weird. San Bruno Mike is doing some uh, forensic accounting on all you. He's not happy with what he sees. 250 people in the room, only 97 likes. What's wrong with you people? Pound that like button. Pound it. 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 Amen. Kyle L. says, no cap for drafted players. Give me cons, Damon. What is it? Uh, I like that. Are you t- so? It, yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer that there shouldn't be punitive damages for teams that draft well. They should be rewarded for doing such. 
you go ahead and you sign that big free agent. That should count against your cap. Or how about this? Kyle, we can either do that, no cap for drafted players, or let's just take the biggest number off the board. Your quarterback's salary does not count against the cap. How about that? Ironically, Brock Purdy's salary is so little that it doesn't count against the cap, but that's very rare. You can't expect that to be the natural order of things. I am all about, I am all about allowing teams the ability to pursue continuity. Continuity is the biggest missing ingredient in the NFL these days. Teams need to learn how to play with each other. Guys got to know their teammates. When it's a revolving door all the time, that's when football slows down from its, you know, incredible brutal ballet into something more of a square dance. When teams are allowed to get complex and they understand complexities and intricacies and tendencies of their own teammates, that's when special happens. So whatever allows teams to stay together, I'm all for it. Rock Eastwood likes the, uh, that's cold. Everyone in black for the rest of the year? I dig it. They should. They should just go black march from here on out. Black unis? Oh, my God. SF Indigo Co., I know you became a member, but don't start saying anything like that. No, the 49ers should never wear those black uniforms again. The 49ers' home uniform and away uniform are glorious uniforms. They're perfect almost. And the only tweak that we should ever see is when they decide we we're, we're rocking white pants. That's it. That's it. You want to swap out the gold pants for the white pants? You want to go ahead, go with the black piping and the black piping down the side and around the numbers too? That That's fine. I mean, I would go back to just the old school, no piping at all, stripes on the sleeves, good old-fashioned Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, clean Niner jerseys. Those are gorgeous. I didn't even grow up a Niners fans, and I thought to myself, God damn. Damn, that's what a football uniform is supposed to look like. I think the Bears have a perfect uniform. The Packers have a perfect uniform. I think the New York Giants kind of have a perfect uniform. When the uh, when they're in the powder blues, the Chargers, they got a great uniform. The Rams had a great uniform, and then they modernized it, and they ruined it a little. Give me back the old powder blue Denver Broncos uniforms. Those ugly sons of bitches were gorgeous. We'll get back to uh, glorifying uniforms in a little bit more football chat. We'll get back to the chat when we get into Club Plus, but we got to wrap up with the Warriors, as I told you I would do today. And all I can tell you is that Draymond's return to the Warriors didn't put them into the win column. He comes off the bench because no team is married to the concept of ramping up quite like the Warriors. Again, Draymond uninjured, but got to treat him like he's coming out of traction, apparently. Um, 7.7 rebounds, four assists, a steal, and three turnovers. I think 22 minutes for Draymond, but the Warriors get outscored by 10 in the fourth quarter. Get outscored by 10 in the fourth quarter, and uh, the Grizzlies hit 23s. Grizzlies don't shoot, but the Warriors let them shoot a ton of open threes last night. They hit 20 of them. Memphis also went to the line 40 times, and the Warriors shot 10 free throws. So those are losing numbers. And by the way, 49er faithful, 650. Nothing to say 
Just a super chat for the love. Thank you very, very much. Wanted to get that before it flew on by. Again, all you members. You were simply adopted, the plus. I was born in it. Drew Down, you're an OG. You get OG status even though you're not a member, but I cannot help but notice you're not a member. Shame on you. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. The guys who, anyone who's been here from day one, you do whatever you want. You're good by me. And Drew's been here from day one. Damon, you got any merch for sale? No, not yet. Plans for 2024. How about this? Five Bones from Chrissy1687 saying, do you think Kyle will run it like you say? If he wants to win the easiest way possible, I hope so. I mean, I, I've seen Kyle abandon a passing game of Jimmy Garoppolo to run the football with Raheem Mostert in the past. Why wouldn't, if he would be willing to do it then, why not do it now? And then just know that those few play action shots that you're going to take with Purdy should be wide open for you if the if the Packers are looking run, 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 run all day. Run like an antelope. Hey, it's Bay Area Baller. Bay Area Baller. Bruce, Bay Area Baller. Great content creator. Love doing stuff with him over on the Krug Show. That guy loves his football team. Oh, by the way, here's Jillian. This news makes me so happy. He let go of USC. Thank God. See? I did, she, did, she did not like the fact that I was into USC there for a minute. Like, I think my wife would rather me, like, I don't want to say cheat on her. I never would. I'm as, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm loyal. Jillian's got me. I'm a, I'm a ride or die chick. I'm with Jillian forever. Um, but I think she'd rather me sleep with another woman than, like, root for USC every Saturday. I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I bet you she would. <laughs> All right, I got distracted. Um you can't lose like that to a depleted Memphis Grizzlies team that's not playing John Morant. Last night, uh, Clay Thompson was a game worse, minus 22. That wasn't good. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies had a guy that you've absolutely never heard of before named Gigi Jackson, who has played uh, eight NBA games, have a career-high 23 points. Come on. Warriors just had a terrible homestand. And should they lose Wednesday night in Utah, we'll be one and three on this four-game road trip. And I'm just telling you, folks, they got the worst defensive rating in the NBA this month. Draymond coming back can't fix it all by himself. I think it's time for Joe Lacob and Peter Goober and Mike Dunleavy and Steve Kerr to sit down and have that tough conversation that no one wants to have. It's time to break this up. I don't think there's getting this. There's no getting this back as it is currently built. You just you have to admit it at this point. And look, nobody here is at fault. Nobody is to blame. It really bothers me how much fans are like becoming, you know, in the well. Fuck Steve Kerr, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And that dude, this team has delivered a longer competition 
life cycle than most NBA teams will ever offer their fans. You're not supposed to be good 10, 12 years into anything in the NBA, and the Warriors have just had a monster decade. It was incredible how long they kept this going. But for the others about you who are saying like, oh, they're wasting Steph Curry's prime. Dude, wake up and smell the reality. Steph Curry's prime was four years ago. Steph Curry is not in his prime. He's still unbelievable, but he's not in his prime. Andrew Wiggins is in his prime, which makes me hate him with a searing hot basketball passion. For that guy to be that soft at his age, at this point in his career, when his nuts finally dropped in the NBA Finals, for him to just be this again is pathetic. Get him the fuck out of town. I like Kaminga. I like Trace Jackson Davis. I like Steph Curry. I like Moses Moody. I like Brandon Pajemski. I like Dario Saric. Draymond Green has tested this relationship. I still remain in Camp Draymond Green, unless, of course, he might return something to you in a trade that you can go forward with. And it's time for the Warriors to stop pretending that this season, as they are currently constructed, is going to be anything other than a lottery ball. The Warriors aren't going to the playoffs. They're going into the ping pong ball hopper playing like this. Again, nothing to be angry at. Nothing to be mad at. They've extended a life cycle of competition far beyond what we've ever seen from any Golden State Warrior team ever. But man, this whole thing is screaming it's over. And you can continue to place false hope in this all comes magically back together somehow, some way in the Warriors. <laughs> or you can accept what is NBA reality, that this has gone on long enough and it's time to figure out a way out of it and to start something anew. And that's rough. Now, we're not talking about the unthinkable, right? We're not talking about trading Steph Curry. But what could you get? I'm, look at it this way. It's an unthinkable transaction. I'm taking that phone call. It's an unthinkable transaction. Chances are I'm not doing it. I mean, like 99% chance I'm not doing it. But for the 1% chance some team is willing to give up the whole kit and caboodle in the name of a better future, scrapping a present. Again, I'm not asking anyone to make that call, but if that call comes in, I'll listen. And I can't believe I just said that, but I don't know how else the Warriors get out of this as we currently look at them. It's bad. It is bad. Look at Jillian. She's already looking at that San Jose State transfer portal. Hey, Cal needs a lot more than just a quarterback. We'd happily take one with the last name Purdy. Chubba Purdy. <laughs> what do we got here? E. Scott Burns. My alma mater, USC, is like a stripper. You can get up face first, but you can never score. A huge tease and nothing else, especially with Riley. Oh, look, you've won championships and Heisman trophies. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. Don't pretend USC's never kissed you back. You've been kissed back by the Trojans. Come on. You want suffering? You want pain? You want never, ever, ever, ever? I mean, like not even over the clothes hand jobs? Nothing. That's that's Indiana football. This coaching transfer portal is hard to keep up with. Once that carousel starts spinning, man, dominoes start falling. It is always something else. Look at this. We got people checking in from Sweden. Cheers from Sweden. Jurgen Flergen, faithful to the Bay since 88. Evil Eagles team gone. And how about them Cowboys? America's team, my ass. Look at it this way. They're laughing at the Cowboys in Sweden. If that doesn't make you happy, I don't know what possibly could. Where's Phyllis? Where's Phyllis? Roll Tide. I'm telling you, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Don't tell me I'm hopping on a bandwagon. This isn't Nick Saban's Roll Tide. This is the Kalen DeBoer era, baby, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the Indiana University era at Alabama. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Damon, stay away from the dark side. Careful what you wish for. A lot of people, a lot of people are, uh, are, are, are saying, uh, stay away, stay away. Amy, again, in as a member of the initiated. He's an Indiana fan, but they really haven't done very well since Gene Hackman was in Hoosiers. It's been a long way back from a basketball standpoint, too. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, Phyllis is no longer available. Phyllis is no longer available. She's canceled all future appearances. Oh, and there you go. This is Baron Red. That is SF Indigo Co. Textile Arts and Dyeing Services. Are you making like tie dyes or something? What is this? I saw that there's this woman who makes tie dyes for Grateful Dead fans, and she lives in like on a mountain somewhere. And her 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 Twitter handle is Dyer on the Mountain, Fire on the Mountain, Dyer on the Mountain. Good handle. I got lost today. I've gone long. I I just again I started talking about things that matter to me, my life, my freaking Hoosiers letting me down. Roll Tide. We got into Draymond. We're giving the San Francisco 49ers, the easiest path to get to the NFC title game. What more could you ask for in a sports show? The entire world given to you in an hour and 15 minutes. And if you're listening on the podcast, I thank you so very much for doing so. And I want to remind you that we're going to be back this week, I believe on Thursday. Um, my buddy Bart Winkler, who is a great Milwaukee talk show host, he's going to be joining me talking a little Packers, um, working on a few other guests this week, some ideas that I think that you're going to like, and that is coming up as the week moves along. Um, in the meantime, again, you want to support the channel? Maybe you just watch the live shows. Go watch a couple videos. 
A, a lot of you haven't watched a short. Someone's like, oh my God, I, I saw the shorts that you're making. I'm making a lot of shorts. Go ahead and check out the shorts that I'm putting up on YouTube. Um, I, I saw like a, a metric because you get an incredible amount of data spat back at you from YouTube. And it's like people either watch the live show or they watch the post-game show or they watch the shorts, but there's not a lot of people doing all three. Maybe it's time that you bring the entire holy trinity of the plus into your life. Let me just say that. Thank you, Sing. Thank you so very much for listening. We'll hop into Club Plus and spend a little time there here on the channel. But again, for those on the podcast, you're the best. Thank you so much. Have a safe trip home wherever you're taking me with you on the pod. And please to remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.